Last week, we talked about the secret of growth. The reason I'm teaching these lessons and the reason we've chosen this theme for this month is because we can see God bringing growth in our churches. And we want to prepare ourselves for it and also know what is it that will ensure that that growth is not disturbed. And we said last week, unity is one of those things. I want to do part two of that message and talk about in that unity, we need to learn to build a dream team. God has placed us side by side from different backgrounds, different walks. We are all of different age groups. So blessed to see in the discipleship class those who are above 70. And I must make special mention please, I have to acknowledge this man whom I grew up seeing, admiring, because he used to get not only being a great teacher, but also being one of the best conductors who led music and learned and won all the trophies, the choral music in who is here, whom I honor, sir. I really honor you, sir. Thank you for being here. Let's give the Lord a hand for this man, Basam. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I admire him, Basalana, that when he started coming here, he fulfilled all the necessary protocols to come this way and has been very faithful. He comes to the 7 o'clock service, sometimes I'd say 9 o'clock, very committed and very disciplined. And I think I must confess that the first time go one or two he, but let pass me up preaching You know, now we are old-fashioned people. It's hard to to preach to your teachers. Uh, when you see an elderly person, we put I wonder if Sekisib wants it right now. But we welcome you, sir, and welcome the entire class as well. Isn't it amazing, Masalan? You have the 18-year-olds, and uh, King, it's 18 years old, and how old? And under 18. Can you see the 18-year-olds and under 18 from 18 downwards? Can you stand? Stand. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Amazing. Amazing. All right, you may be, that was to go like, So, Basalana, just imagine, Basalana, here it is, we have multi-generations becoming members of the church, right? And we have our leadership 101, different age groups as well. Different age groups. So we know growth is coming. We can see it. We're experiencing it. However, we want to say, as much as God is moving, we are aware that as human beings, we have tendencies to disturb what God is doing. And so we want to intentionally put certain principles into motion and learn certain things that we practice to ensure that the growth is not disturbed. And one of them is to learn how to build not just teams, but dream teams. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to verse 12, it says two are better than one. 
Why? Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he doesn't have another to help him out. Can you see that, Bazalanane? Again, if two lie together, this is a wonderful verse for winter time. If two lie together, then they have great heat. But how can one be warm alone? I was telling Murtin Sigikuri, he will see the fulfillment of this verse this coming winter because he just got married. Hallelujah. At least now you are married, you will feel the warmth. Shabayaba. And the second row, at least you will experience that as we. Yeah. I'm so glad our young people are getting married, and I'm so, I'm so excited by you guys. So excited. And our lovely Asha Oema Mona. This Wonderful young people, really great. We're very proud of you. We're so excited. So excited. Verse 12 says, if one prevail against him, that's against the one, two shall withstand him. So in other words, but I'll tell the only one. But only two, at least you can put up a fight. But it even goes further and says, a threefold cord, only three, is not quickly broken. Now, I don't know how many of you know are aware with these ropes that are made, that are intertwined rolled like that and you have this thick rope that's very strong that could even use to tow a car that if you want to unravel those ropes untwine those ropes you'd finally be able to as you take it apart come to just one thin strand of cotton such that that thin strand of cotton, you can use your pinkies to break it. But it's amazing that this rope that can tow a truck is simply these strands of cotton rolled together. So when we meet together in unity, when we become a team, even if I'm weak by myself, even if by myself they can destroy what I do, Mara, Minanawe, and all of us, we are a formidable force, comrades. So it says a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And now you'll understand why Satan will really try to bring division and strife in the church. And then in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says this in another way. Verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 12 says, For even as the body is one and has many members or many parts, and all members are that one body. Now note, many members, one body. Many members, one body. You know, when I talk about you, I'm not talking about your nose. I see some of you are not getting it. Maybe When I, when I talk about you, I'm not talking about your ear. I'm talking about the horroring part. This X generation is eating the horroring part. Visitor come, we must eat you. That's not what it means, That's not what it means. 
I must explain this to the Gen X. I, we don't eat the visitor. No, no. Culturally, right? We always give the best to a visitor. That's, that's just how African culture works. When a visitor comes, we give them what we don't give. The people go higher regularly. Even the utensils, we use special utensils. So we know that when a visitor comes, because they give them the best, we get to eat from that. We benefit from them visiting. We, so we don't eat the visitor. <laughs> we get the best food because a visitor is among us. So those of you who are visiting Grace Bible Church for the first time, these people are going to get the best sermon because you are here. Advocate, that's where the horochin comes from. All right. So this is, I was listening to all this horochin. So the body is many members. You've got ears, you've got eyes, you've got a nose. And when you talk about you, except in talking about your spirit, but when you refer to you, is the entirety of you. And Paul is saying, even if the, the body parts are different, but they make up one body. So there's no need that because we are different and we have different giftings and abilities to not regard ourselves as part of the whole. And I must say, Vazalana, and we need to hear this because we're living in a time in the world where the world is very, very much emphasizing individualism. You know? Now, there's nothing wrong in saying I'm unique, I'm special. Mara, I'm unique, I'm special in my own, but I'm better even when I work with you. Because you bring your uniqueness, I bring in my uniqueness. And when we attend to a matter, we bring different approaches and different understanding to the same subject matter. We can do more. As one person, you can only see and understand things from one perspective, but the other person. And we need to truly, by his soul, stand and not buy into the lie of this, where you say, it's my life. What I do with my life, I don't care. Who are you to judge me? And this is what he said today. And yet in African culture and even biblically, we understand how what I do affects another. What I do, Bazalana, even if it's my life, will affect my wife, my children. It will affect you as a church. If it's my life, do whatever. Right? So if who are you to tell me? Think about how it's going to affect you as a church. When I start cooperizing. Think about it. Think about it. So when, when people selfishly do stuff, they don't understand. Even if when you are dead, those of us are saying, we must come and pick up your remains. We must always as a funeral. We don't just snatch a letter. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny thing to try and just be an individual. In, in African culture, there are times when you don't do something, not because you don't want to, but because you think about how it's going to affect the other person. You know, as, as children, when I wasn't saved, you know, you know, when we were trying to mess around with smoking, you would never smoke in front of an elderly person. Never. No, never. 
These days, not only do they smoke in front of you, they, they, they blow the puff in your direction. I was telling them in the first service, you know, sometimes when I go out on the golf course, you know, I'm, doing, I'm not a good golfer, I just hit the ball, whatever you call it. But we get to meet people who know us, you know, and they are playing golf. Some of them are elderly people and so on. And more than once I've met them, and when I'm playing, I can see them there, they're smoking, they don't realize And of course, it's not for me to judge them that they mustn't smoke, it's theirs, you know. Oh, what, you know. But then sometimes when we turn, we get to meet somewhere. And then, and, and, and several of them are even more senior to me. And you can see the smoke coming from behind them. But feel a cigarette. That's African culture. They, 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 they have a right to smoke. They're older than me, but they're respecting. Because African culture, you don't just do stuff for you. And this is the spirit of the Bible. When we understand that what we do here in church, even if it's your right to do it, it affects others. Let me give you an example. I gave this example in the first service. When somebody comes to this church for the first time, some of you may have forgotten how it felt like on your first visit, particularly if you are by yourself, right? The first impact you get is how you are treated in the parking lot, right? So the people who do parking, if they treat you well and they help you park your car nicely, already you are positive. And then when you come into the church, the ushers. See, that's why they are so beautifully. Now, why, why do hey, Emma, man, why do we ask them to look so nice and to smile? At least you are a smiler sometimes. But why do we? Because we want people when they come into the service. You know, Mr. in many places we go to in our country, ne, customer service is at an all-time low. Right, right. You go to some of these places. How a lot? I mean, that, that alone, that alone, that alone, that alone, that alone, that alone, that Honor people because they are made in the image of God. Is it possible? Can we give them any experience that's nice when they walk in, they see you beautifully dressed because you are serious about what you're doing, with a beautiful smile, and you usher them to their seats. So now that's the second encounter you have. Now you've been parked nicely, you've been smiled too nicely. You are horroring. Okay, you can sit down, you can take your seats here. But then the next thing is the first song. Now, now you know why I insist that the first song must be good. Because there are people who are good singers, but they're not good with the first song. The way they sing, balele Okay, but they're singing to themselves. 
they have forgotten they must lead the rest of us. So we sing, if the music is good, even if it's your first time, you are not raising hands because of my How many of you remember first time you raised your hands? <laughs> you are not used to it. And worse, where's China? And then they go out and they come running in the front. How many of you remember how awkward it felt? You were looking at all that. But because the music is good and the singing is good and the worship is good and people's hearts, your heart begins to open. And then comes the announcements, people. As you've noted, when people come and make announcements, they just make announcements. We tell them, look, yours is to make announcements. Don't tell us what God said to you last night. We're not interested. Don't come and give us your testimony or Gabriel and Chaket last night. The angel Gabriel. When only the angel Gabriel Buanzalona make do the announcements. So we do the announcements, we do the worship, and the preaching comes. Right? We're trying to prepare messages, we try to preach the word, stay on it, and then we pray and make an altar call and we leave it to God. Now, if all of us did our part. As we make the altar call, God begins to convict the hearts. And people give their lives to Jesus Christ. So imagine, Mazan, just for one person to be saved, it started by somebody who prayed for them. Or somebody who invited them. So it's, it's almost like there's an entire team that's involved in the salvation of one soul. So here's my request to you. Don't be the weak link. Don't be the team member who's going to compromise the efforts of the rest of the team. That's why for me who's preaching, I say, God, I ask you, may the preaching not compromise all the work that everybody has done. You see? So we, we don't live as individuals, Barcelona. We're a team. Look at your neighbor and say, we're a team. Tell your other neighbor, we're a team. Tell your other neighbor. That's why you must say amen, neighbor. You are a team, pal. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it reads, Then God said, Then God said, Let us, somebody say us. us. Let us make men in our, somebody say our. our. Let us make men in our image. What's happening? The Godhead is having a conversation as a team. God the Father is the visionary. They sit in a board meeting in heaven and discuss as a team. Let us make men in our image and our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, over all the creatures. Which means this, Bazalon. There was a divine consultation before you were created. You are the result of teamwork. Not only spiritually, but even naturally. Your parents had to agree to have you. Whether be Bazala. Mother, they have to agree. <laughs> Save for those cases where someone forced themselves upon another, which is very unfortunate. But for the most part, 99.9999999999% of the times, 
The people who heard you agreed. Even if Balwana afterwards, they agreed. Even if Hamara, they agreed. Even if Basilala, you agreed. So you and me are a result of teamwork. Starting in heaven and even on earth, two people had to agree. And that is why, therefore, teamwork is hardwired in your DNA. From day one, came into the world as a work of a team. For that reason, our modus operandi as human beings were a team. Human beings are the only creation that cannot survive alone. If you look at the world, there are some of the animals out there that when, after the children are born or hatched, they desert them. Day one. And there are many of these animals who, on day one, the children can do certain things like walk, day one. Swim, day one. Yeah. But human beings, God created us to be very dependent. Very dependent. And it takes a lot of people to get us where we are. Simply because Okasi paid. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't finish yourself. I'm, I'm following in the footsteps of Murut. You are the result of the heavenly team. And as a result of the heavenly team, God's idea materialized in you being born. Therefore, teamwork is about having an us mentality like God. More we and less me. We need to create that, Bazalan, an us mentality. More than an I mentality as we pursue God's purpose in the church here. Everybody must play their role. And you've got to understand how much your role impacts on the totality of what God does in our church. It's very important. Even the members, I was, I was, I think I explained that, I don't know Kiluna or the other service, I was explaining this. Maybe Kiluna. I was But I was telling them how people don't understand how, what the congregation does, how their hunger and their thirst affects what comes from the pulpit. People have never understood. You think it's all about the preacher? Eh? That the service was good? It was powerful, it was hot. Things all about the preacher. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul says to the church in Corinth, he says, When I can see you don't believe what I'm saying, so let me read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Look at your neighbor who's not opening the Bible and say, Who All right. Utare. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I could not. Somebody say, I could not. Number one, if my English is still correct, would not and could not is not the same. Would not expresses willingness to. When he, if he says, I would not, it means he wasn't willing. It was his decision not to do what he said he, could, he wanted to do. 
Could not means I wanted to, but something stopped me. I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk. Can I have it in the NIV Bible, please? At the back. I don't know if you have the verse there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit. I could not. I was there. I was ready to preach to you. I was ready, really, to teach you stuff, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Something prevented me. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food. So even in teaching, Bazalan, there's teachings that are baby nutrition. So you can't take people into certain levels of spirituality and teaching and knowledge of the scriptures. Not because you don't know. So next time when you're complaining with service in Nevada, maybe you should go look at yourself in the mirror. You understand what I'm saying? Because the preacher oftentimes is ready. I've been in places, Bazalana, where it's almost like when you're preaching, your words are hitting against the wall. They bounce back because the people sitting there, they have an attitude problem. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you're not one of those people with an attitude problem. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. In other words, the Tlabali is spiritual indigestion. Or the Tlabali colleague. Spiritual colleague. Indeed, you are still not ready. And what Halusawai? In verse 3. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere human beings? When one says, I follow Paul, the other one says, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? And he goes on and on and on. Note, Basalat. He says, what after all is Apollos? What is Paul? They're only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to you each task. And this is the thing that members do. They like one preacher, they don't like another. They favor Omunga, Omunga Rera. They are awake and alert. Bautla Mudima, Omunga Rera, Bautli Nix. The problem. You know, I've seen through the years how people have always tried to compare our pastors, this one, this one. They are always trying to say who's next, who's your right, who's your what, who's your. And you can hear it when they talk to you. And I say, listen, all these are our pastors. All of them, all of them, I met them. When they came here, they were not pastors. They were not pastors. It was through giving them opportunity, training them, giving them a chance. They were like 101. Many of them didn't even know how to preach. I trusted them with a pulpit. They preached here things that were not correct. I didn't rise up and stop them. I went to them, spoke to them, helped them. Now, as I said about one of the young, young, now you want to O will be dearer than O. Hey. Sometimes the problems are caused by church people. 
And I always tell pastors, Don't go up with the calf. <laughs> Don't be taken up. You know, I, I preached at Rema for years and years and years. Years and years and years and years. Pastor Ray gave us all an opportunity to preach as his sons, you know. And they told me, I didn't know, they told me that when it was announced that I'm coming, people would be so excited more than they were excited for other people. And they were saying, it's the people in the church. But you know, Zalana, I just never let that get to my head. We are all Pastor Ray's children. Do you understand? Remember, People can say Hosanna one day, and the following day they can say crucify him. So, so if, 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 if you go up with the calf, right? If, if, if you derive your self-worth from people's applause, you are in a dangerous space. If you derive your CV from people's applause, you are in a dangerous space because people are not reliable. Yeah. Appreciate it if people appreciate it. Wonderful. But remember, never let people isolate you from the other team members. Never do that. Never do that. Never do that. In all the churches that we preach at, you know, sometimes as a guest speaker, people show you more honor than the very congregation that you're preaching to every Sunday, like this one. Ah. In many places, they receive our ministry better than the people who are pastoring. I'm telling you the truth. They have more appreciation because I get a little nice and little quiet. You know, familiarity is a problem. Your, your level of entrainer is no longer like before. I'm not saying you're doing bad. You're doing well. It's just fella. There's people out there who they have never met us. They've, we've never preached. When we come, they're so excited. But you know, sometimes the excitement is such that they are too excited for you. And I'm thinking about the pastor who invited me. So intentionally, the first thing I, when I stand up is to honor the pastor. And I say, if it was not for this person, I wouldn't be here. And I tell them, I want all of you to clap your hands for this man. And I cause them to stand and I say, I want to thank you. I'm trying to help these guys. To understand who, if it wasn't for this man that you're not honoring over him to I wouldn't be here. So if you don't know that as a guest speaker, you get taken up because how people want to have your number, they want to have your bank details, they want all these funny things. I don't let that happen. I just no. I tell them I'm not your friend and I'm not here for you. I'm not your friend. Yes. Now, I know you don't like my preaching, but I'm going to teach you some of these things. And I say, you don't ever do anything for me that you've never done for your pastor. And if you ever want to do anything for me, you go to your pastor, you ask for permission, and you don't call me. Your pastor calls me. I'm not your friend. It's your pastor I'm used to. You're not getting my phone number. I'm not going to counsel you. I'll only do it if your pastor says so. Because people bring division in the church. Now, I know your, heart are, your hearts are hurting. Clapang, come on, come on, come on, come on. But these things cause division. So what happens? Pastors start fighting because of members. 
Members start favoring somebody. So if someone is preaching, there's more people attending than the others. Yeah. Now I know, Bazalana, there are different people who speak to us differently. I understand that. We all have somebody we prefer. We, I understand that. But let's not get to a point where we saw Utla Polorin, Utla Polorin, Utla Polorin. In verse 5, after all, who is Apollos? What is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. So each one of us, there's a place here in Lalang. There's a role we are playing. Utu Aring in verse 6. I planted the seed. Apollos watered the seed. But it is God who is able to make it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. But only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. By the grace of God that God has given me, I laid the foundation and the wise master's builder. And someone else came to build on it. That's what Paul says. It's what a team. What a team. Why must we divide the church? And we do that. And it destroys teamwork. Are you there, Bazalan? God wants us to understand we have all different roles. Let me close, Bazalan. I haven't even started the sermon to tell you the truth. This was just the introduction. But our time is gone because of the many things. I admire what our rugby team was able to achieve. I really do. I really do. I really do. I admire the way Jack and Sia Colisi, all these guys, the way they talk about each other. Not just in official business-like terms, but on a personal human level. They connect on a human level with each other. That's what makes for a team. We have to be that connected with each other. And understand in a team, we carry different graces. Yeah. When they brought in Lesbitan Squat Sena, Yeah, Bomb Squad. Yeah, when they brought in the bomb squad, made the other seat bench, those who sat bench didn't complain. They understood why the bomb squad must be there. But when we won the cup, everybody celebrated. Yeah. Everybody. And we miss it in churches that people want to be, you know, Babona Ali won. No, it takes all of us. It takes all of us. Of course, the coaches that are coached well done, but it takes the entire team. And these are the things we're going to be learning, Bazar. I'm going to stop right here because our time is gone. And some of you, the Mokiraraki Molekwata. So let me just stop right here. Let me stop right here uh, because Kibata Hotso. Hallelujah.
But we need to learn to work as a team. Let me close, Basalan. If the church understood how powerful it is that our captain, Jesus Christ, our general, Jesus Christ, made this statement, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If we understood how far-reaching that statement is, how true it is, how powerful it is, we would call ourselves to order. And behave ourselves for the sake of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll work together. Romans 16. I didn't even quote, I don't even know what verse it is. I know the chapter. Romans 16, it's a powerful thing. Uh, uh, where am I? Romans chapter 16. Yeah. Verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them that cause divisions. Mark them. And offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have believed. Hearing, avoid them. Are you there, Bazalanane? Paul is saying we must strive for the, we must strive for unity. We must fight and make sure, Bazalon, that we don't allow anybody to divide us. And then he further goes on to say, as much as it lies in your power, make sure that you're at peace with everybody. Now he didn't say be a walkover. No, no. He didn't say let people treat you as a doormat. No, 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 no. He said, make up your mind you are not going to be fighting and choosing fights that are not necessary. There are some fights, Bazalana, you don't need to pick. Because they waste your time. Did you know how to fulfill purpose? And don't be one of those people who are going to cause division. We need to be United as the body of Christ. Father, we want to thank you today for your love and your mercy and your kindness. We thank you that your grace is sufficient for us. That in all our undertakings, you want us to be teams, to be together. Take away from us this unity. Help us to resist it and resist division. But to remember that we are all your children. Black and white, yellow or purple, male and female, rich and poor, bond or free, 
whatever continent, where are your children? I also want to pray a special prayer, Father, for homes that are riddled with division. Homes where the spirit of division is reigning supreme. There's fighting. There's strife. Your word says in the book of James, where there is envy and where there's strife, there's every evil work. I pray that even as we bow in your presence, we will shut that door of division. That we will make that quality decision to ask you to forgive us and to take that step, oh God, to stand against the spirit of division. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, please. Nobody moving around. You are here or you are in our other churches live streaming. It's your first time to come. Maybe not your first time. But you know that you haven't as yet received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life. You're not born again. You're not a child of God. You are not transformed by the power of God. But as you've been listening to the word of God today, you realize that, you know what? Jesus Christ came to die on the cross for me. And there's no way my life can be what it should be if I don't invite Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Our heads been bowed, please, and our eyes been closed. I want to ask you, right where you are, do you want God to change your life? Do you want to give your life to Christ? He's waiting for you. God wants to change you. God wants to transform you. You don't have to go on in your life the way you are. A life that's empty, no meaning. A life where you feel guilty all the time. A life wherein you feel so far from God. Today, it's a day where God wants to draw you nearer, draw you closer. He wants to open his arms and receive you as his child. But it depends on you. Depends on you. If you will invite Jesus to come into your heart. Our heads bowed, please, our eyes closed. If that is you and you say, please pray for me. I want to invite Jesus. Even those of you who are live streaming. You say, I want to receive Christ as Savior and Lord. Please pray for me. Would you raise your hand, please, right where you are. Just raise it high. Let me see it. Raise it high. I want to pray for you. Thank you for those bold hands. Don't be afraid. This is the place where God changes lives. This is your opportunity for your life to be transformed and changed. Thank you for raising your hands. May I ask you, those of you who raised your hands, would you please stand on your feet right where you are, please? Can you just go ahead and stand on your feet, please? Just go ahead. Stand on your feet. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate that so much. Please stand. Remain standing. You can put the hands down, but just stand, please. Just stand. You know what? I know there are some who are still out there. You didn't raise your hand like these people raised their hands. You know you should have raised your hand. 
But you want to join them as they are standing. You want to stand with them and say, stand. Thank you, young men. Thank you, young men. Just stand right where you are. Just stand. Join this young man and just stand and say, you know what? Count me in. Count me in. That's right. Thank you at the back there. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Just stand. Stand. This is what we are here for. We are here because we want to see God change the lives of the people. Please, let's not have cameras on them, please, at the back. Let's not have cameras on them. You'll have them when they're in the front, please, because you make them shy, you know. So, Basalana, you may be sitting next to someone there who you've brought with you. You know they should have been standing, but maybe they're afraid. But just tell them, look, I'll stand with you. I'll stand with you. If you want to stand, get time alone. Skaba for stand. But just tell them, look, if you want to stand, I'll stand with you. Then stand with them. We know you are born again. Mara Emma Lebona. Just encourage them. Just stand with them wherever you are. Come on, go ahead. Are you there? Are you there? Come on. That's right. Come on. Stand on your feet. Stand with them. You know what? I'll stand. Stand with them. Stand with them. Don't let them stand, stand, stand alone. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, one more thing I want to do. I'm going to ask all of you who are standing, if you take all your belongings in your hands, all right? Don't leave any of your belongings behind because I want to pray for you right in front here, all right? So just come from where you are standing and just walk all the way down. Congregation, please remain seated, all right? As these people walk to the front. Come on, come, let's pray for you. Just walk to the front. Give them a big hand. Come on, give them a big hand as they walk. 